The Public News Service Daily Newscast for February 28, 2023. I'm Joey Graham. The people feeding students in some of the nation's schools say red tape is creating too many hurdles for children who don't always get a healthy meal at home. Nutrition Director at Mayfield Independent Schools, Leah Fagan, says administrative burdens and differing guidelines for federal programs have left her with mounds of paperwork. Why are we having to jump through all these hoops when If I'm doing this for breakfast and lunch, I'm obviously going to do this for snack and supper. Groups fighting childhood hunger are rallying today at the state capitol in Frankfurt for state policies that would give schools more flexibility to offer meals to kids. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. The appetite to serve new social study standards to students in some public schools continues. The State Board of Education and others are playing hot potato over what makes the cut in textbooks. Kelsey Loveseth teaches in Brookings, South Dakota. Learning about wars that will be difficult to explain to second graders, first graders. Opponents accuse state leadership of politicizing the process by leaning on out-of-state voices to craft the latest plan. However, defenders say the curriculum focuses on key content for younger kids and reintroduces them to greater detail when older. Voting advocates say a bill banning college campus polling sites is instead an attack on the perceived political power of young people. Language in the bill by Republican Representative Carrie Isaac does not mention mass shootings. But since it was filed, she stated that public safety is behind the legislation. Alex Burnell with the Move Texas Action Fund says young people ages 18 to 35 are the largest electorate group in the state. I don't expect that the bill will pass. In the last 10 years, Texas has closed a total of 750 polling locations, the most of any state. I'm Roz Brown. Staffing levels may soon be set by law as nursing homes across America struggle to find qualified employees to run at full staff. One example is in Newtown, Connecticut. Those tasked with regulation say nursing aides in one facility had as many as 20 people to care for on one shift. Anadora Ghazi with AARP Connecticut says the proposed law would address long-standing issues exasperated by the pandemic. Nationwide nursing homes lost 210,000 workers since March of 2020. So this is a problem both in nursing homes but across the healthcare sector in general. The proposed bill would establish sweeping nursing home reform and create strict penalties for violations. This isn't the first go at staffing and care reform. That debate started in 2014. This is Public News Service. Attorneys, state employees, and justice reform advocates will meet virtually this week and expect to receive new information on juvenile detention centers. In 2021, the Illinois legislature authorized inspections at all 17 county-based detention centers across the state. Lewis Klein, executive director of the Illinois Juvenile Justice Initiative, says the summit will, for the first time, evaluate the effectiveness of the state standards for these facilities. They're incredibly important because there's not a whole lot of oversight on these detention centers. There are standards which they are expected to meet. John Albright with the Illinois Department of Justice will present the report on the inspections. Participants will also hear from Richard Mendel with the Sentencing Project on his study of youth incarceration and Lisa Jacobs with the Loyola University School of Law will lead a discussion on the report. I'm Mark Richardson. 
Environmental groups want West Coast governors to speak out against the expansion of a gas pipeline in the region. The Canadian company TC Energy wants to increase capacity for its GTN Express Pipeline. It stretches more than 1,300 miles from Canada through Washington State, Oregon, and California. Meg Tennant with the group Rogue Climate says a lot of work has been done to ensure state and local governments in the Northwest pass strong climate goals to transition away from fossil fuels. This increase in fracked gas flowing through the Northwest would fly in the face of all of that work. Critics say expanding the pipeline would be equivalent to adding more than 750,000 cars to the road every year for the next three decades. TC Energy says the project is necessary to meet the growing demand for gas as the region moves away from energy sources like coal. Spring arrives in less than three weeks, but a farm in the Northeast is preparing for harvest not planting season. Gail Livingstone owns Deep Roots Farm in rural Maryland. She tells us the four no-till crops growing during winter months rejuvenates her farmland. We've spent the last three years working on revitalizing the soil, building up our organic matter, and improving the soil microbiome. It took a lot of planning to get cover crop rotations in and allowing the cover crop to do a lot of the soil building for us. For many years, the same farmland grew tobacco. Deep Roots is considered a regenerative farm. Livingston says the approach enriches soil but is also good for the environment, explaining the method helps trap emissions and slow climate change. Estimates suggest changing farm practices could capture and store up to 250 million metric tons of carbon dioxide annually in the U.S. That's about 4% of the nation's emissions. I'm Joey Graham for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org.